Welcome and thank you very much for accepting this invitation for the Bible study and reflection on December 13th, 2023. Let us begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most gracious God, you are our creator and our provider. And through your Holy Spirit, we are being called and discipled so that we may be sent to share the good news of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. In his name we pray. Amen. All right, so there's a fine line between reason and excuse. Let's put it this way. You give a reason and you make an excuse. A reason is considered a fair and logical justification for not participating in something. An excuse is a pretense that can logically be overcome. Today I'm going to sandwich a reflection in between an Old Testament example of making excuses as well as a New Testament example of making excuses. Moses answered, <clears throat> What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? That's Exodus 4.1. God's reply to Moses, what is that in your hand? Moses said, it's a staff. God said, throw it down. And when he did, it turned into a snake. God did this so the Israelites would know that God had appeared to Moses. Here's our first reading from Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 17. Moses said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who made them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord, Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother, Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to you for the people. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. And after that, Moses went back to his father-in-law, Jethro, and told him, you'll probably need to get somebody else to tend your flocks because I'm heading back to Egypt. You see, Moses offered excuses, not reasons, to not go to Egypt and check on the welfare of God's people. Every time Moses offered an excuse, God didn't necessarily erase the excuse, but he covered it with his grace and his provision. The failures Moses may have experienced in the past were weighing him down, and he'd kind of become a victim in his own mind. 
God's presence and power enabled him to overcome his feelings of past failure. When God calls a person to serve him, he will always empower and enable his servant to become successful at whatever the calling may be. Have you ever joined a gym and gone for a few months and then just thought about stopping and not going? How can you benefit from a gym membership if you don't use it? Are you a member of a church and you went for a while and then you just kind of stopped going? How do you benefit from being a member of a church but not attending and being in community worshiping with other believers? Well, I can answer yes to both of those questions. I don't currently have a gym membership that I pay for, but I do jokingly say I have a free gym membership called The Street. You see, I enjoy walking, and I do it for my physical as well as mental health. If I'm going for more than a 10-minute walk, I will pop in my AirPods and listen to podcasts, music, and quite often I'll listen to Audible books. If I sit in my reading chair in my office, I quite often will be snoring within five minutes if I try to read a book. So far, I haven't fallen asleep while I've been walking. Thank goodness. Years ago, I found it very easy to make excuses not to walk. One of them, believe it or not, was, I am way too out of shape to try and get into shape. You ever said that? That sounds funny, but truly, it was one of my excuses back in the day. 968 days ago, I challenged myself to not make any excuses to walk less than 8,500 steps per day. I know 8,500 steps may sound a little low for a daily step goal, but I did that on purpose because psychologically, I just like checking that box early in the day, typically before noon. Since I began the challenge, I have not missed a single day and I've logged 13,948,751 steps as of 8 a.m. this morning. We have a family text thread with 20 plus people on it. Recently, I shared that I thought I may be obsessed with my walking. And my son's very kind response was, Dad, you're not obsessed, you're just dedicated. I am truly grateful God has afforded me the good health to allow me to walk. And I pray that my health will continue to be good enough to allow that for quite a long time. One of the habits I've established to help me achieve this goal every day is to put my walking shoes on right after I get out of bed. Our church publishes a monthly newsletter. Last month, our pastor wrote a message titled, What Gift Do We All Have? It's the Bible. They're available to purchase and print And there are many free Bible apps that you can download on your phone or your tablet. On September 10th, 2013, I began reading the Bible every morning and since then have only missed a handful of times. I don't have enough time to list all of the excuses I made as to why I did not read the Bible every day prior to September 10th, 2013. I guess the primary reason would be I didn't understand it. You might ask how I overcame that, and the answer would be in community with other believers at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, through corporate worship on Sunday mornings and Bible studies on Wednesday evenings at St. Paul's. 
There are many tools available to you to help you understand the Bible. One of the most helpful, at least for me, was an online tool that is completely free and it's titled Bible Project. Give it a try, BibleProject.com. I invite you to begin exercising or increase the strength of your faith muscle. We all have that faith muscle. It was a gift God gave us. Jesus invites us to strengthen it through prayer and abiding in God's word. If you're currently a member of a church but not attending, I encourage you to start back. If you're not currently a member of a church and are looking for a church home, I would invite and encourage you to visit St. Paul's Lutheran Church on the corner of Bull and Blanding Street. We offer worship opportunities on Sunday morning at 8.15 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. We also have worship opportunities and a Bible study on Wednesday evenings, beginning with the meal at 5 p.m. I invite you to come meet Jesus, and once you do, your excuses will begin to disappear. Once you meet Jesus and get to know him, you will want to visit with him every day, I promise you. He will change your life. Our next reading is one of the many parables that Jesus told during his time of teaching and preaching. As most of Jesus' parables were, this one invites us to participate in the feast that is available to all believers. Most all of his parables were invitations. This one comes from the book of Luke. In most Bible studies, we usually read the passage and then unpack it, but I'd like to unpack it just a little bit before I read it today, and hopefully it'll give you a little more insight. Our reading begins with the mention of a certain man. When you hear that, I want you to have a vision of that certain man being God. It goes on to say that that certain man sent a servant. It's important to notice that certain man did not send servants, plural, but he sent a servant. I want you to have a vision of that servant being Jesus. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. That is Luke 14, 1. And now we're going to pick up at Luke 14, verses 15 to 24. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet, and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I have just bought a field, and I must go see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you have ordered has been done, but there is still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in, 
so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get a taste of my banquet. Jesus calls us, he disciples us, and he sends us. Just as God called Moses, he calls us. And just as God equipped Moses, he will equip us. Let us pray. Most gracious God, you have prepared a banquet for us, and you sent your Son to invite us to participate. Grant that we may, with the help of your Holy Spirit, meditate on your Holy Scripture every day, so that we may come to know your will and know your Son, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.